Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't, and we are vibing with you because you are vibing with us. Brandon, how are you doing? LJ vibing with you for part three of our trade deadline. What, what do we want to call this? Extravaganza? Um. I, I, got, I got to coin trade Mageddon, so you can call it whatever you'd like. Yeah, I think, yeah, sure. Call it whatever you want. Trade, trade deadline extraordinaire here. We're going to be going through the West, the AL West, the NL West. Um, LJ, I don't think anything big happened with, with, with any teams here. Um, no. I think we can just kind of right. leave it at that. Um, oh, wait. I forgot the San Diego Padres. Uh, let's see what they did. They couldn't have done anything too big. Oh, yeah. They only, LJ, traded for uh, a combined 55 home runs today. That's not bad. It really comes out to 55. I was expecting yeah. a little more out of this team, not going to lie. Kind of disappointing. <laughs> well, let's talk about the story of potentially the year, honestly. Juan Soto and Josh Bell will be heading to the Padres in exchange for 
C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Luke Voigt, Robert Hassel III, James Wood, and Harlan Susana. This could possibly be the biggest trade in MLB history. And that's partially why I'm celebrating, because now that Washington has made this deal, that takes a ton of pressure off the Red Sox, as this is a significantly worse deal and a significantly greater travesty than trading Mookie Betts ever was. I mean, look, I don't the think Nationals got everything that they could ask for in return. I mean, the Padres emptied the farm system for them. They have no one left. No, they didn't. I mean, LJ, Mackenzie Gore, CJ Abrams, Hassel, and James Wood. I mean, that's their whole future right there. You look now two, in their for, farm. For two play, in exchange for two players. Yes. The Sox were only sending out one player of like value and they didn't get rid of the Patrick Corbin contract. No, no, trust me. I understand why this Red Sox got rid of contract and only traded one guy. It's weird though, LJ, because you go in both teams, like subreddits and I was reading and there's Padres fans that are, that are a little upset with the deal. Um, And yes, you got Juan Soto, but however you want to say it, they felt like they gave up a lot. In the Nationals, you just gave up Juan Soto, who was supposed to be, you know, if you're a Nationals fan, put yourself in a Nationals fan's shoes. A few years ago, you know, you win the World Series. After that, um, you signed Strasburg to the huge contract. You're thinking, oh, nice, the future is Strasburg and Soto and Trey Turner. Scherzer gets traded along with Trey Turner, and it's like, wow, this really sucks. But, hey, we still have Soto um, for a million years to come. And now he's gone. And it's like, wow, we have to shift our whole focus. It went from being a legit contender year after year just a few years ago with superstars on your team, legitimate superstars. Not, 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 I didn't a even legitimate talk. contender, they won the World Series. No, but I'm saying prior to that, they were a contender even. Okay. It, was, it was multiple years in the making because that roster, which had Rendon, hey, Tony, and hey, hey. Harper, and, of course, the great pitching staff that they had. And now it's just within a few years, it's all gone. Well, yeah, because they realized if Bryce Harper wasn't was no longer committed to bringing championships to Washington, then it wasn't going to happen for him, and they might as well rebuild and start over. Oh yeah, and that's after, an all-time great interview. I will always say. Yeah, no, and it's also great because the Nationals end up winning the World Series <laughs> that year as well. Like Harper leaves, he goes and gives that interview, and then the Nationals go end up and winning it, but. I mean, I guess here's the thing. If you're the Nationals, you have to come to terms with the fact that you just had to get rid of Juan Soto. Um, and now you, you 
could potentially have created a monster in the Padres with Tatis and Soto on the same team. For at least the next few years, we'll have to see what the Padres do with the Soto contract. But not only was it Soto, but also the other guy that well, you... Time out. Let's, stamp that, let's stamp that rumor out right there, that speculation. You do not trade that haul to not re-sign the guy. You're Who... paying the $500 million if that's what it takes to keep this guy in town. I just look, LJ, and I'm fine with that. But when did San... And like, I'm happy for San Diego because they want to spend. But when did San Diego become this massive market all of a sudden with, with willing to go over the luxury tax? When did Houston? No, you're, has, has Houston gone over the luxury tax, though? I don't think so. Yeah. No, Houston's under 200 mil this year for sure. No way. Oh, yeah. They have to be under 200 mil. You can check, but I don't I really swear. feel like checking. I'm a little tired, to, to be honest with you. <laughs> but either way, that's that doesn't ultimately end up changing the point because even if no, you yeah. have 190 million each year, that's still a lot to spend. No, I know. But, I mean, there, Houston's been relevant for many more years than the Padres have. But my point is they also both sucked for quite a while and didn't spend money while they sucked. For yeah. a very long time that when you when you do that but you still actually care like if you're not a team that's like the pirates who aren't actually planning to get better anytime soon they're no. just going to keep being bad and not spending any money on their roster for as long as they can get away with it you can stockpile a little bit of that savings and really go for it once you have the team set in place to put yourself in as a world series contender they have that now they're going after it the other things that you have to consider is their market bodes very well to them being good you know you're the closest team to mexico that's a huge plus towards getting fan base getting players you are also a west coast team with two sizable stars from the asian market from two different countries on your squad. So all of that, I think, just bodes. And the fact that you've been able to brand yourself as the anti-Dodgers also gets a lot of people to like you. And when a lot of people like you, they're going to watch your games, they're going to spend money, they're going to consume your content. So that all kind of jumps into them, I'm sure, having a much greater revenue over the last couple of years as well. But I don't want to get too much into um, what they gave up, which was kind of where that whole conversation started, yet until we get through the whole picture of things. All we need to know is neither of these guys probably should have ever left Washington. Maybe Josh Bell does, but definitely not Juan Soto. Josh Bell just seems like a throw-in by the Nationals. That's, yeah, that's that was my next point, is how did – what are we going to call him? The second best or best first baseman on the market this year? Yeah. He's Probably second best. One of those two. Yeah. Yeah. However you see it. Yeah. Well, also I'm forgetting somebody. He's the second no. best guy yeah. on the market this year. How do you let that guy turn into a throw in? Because the Nash, the Padres were probably going to be willing to spend 
almost as much as they spent here to get Soto and to create this core of Machado, Soto, Tatis that's going to be able to last them for the next 10, 12 years. They would have spent that money in those prospects either way, but then you throw in Bell for like a couple more guys. And at the time, if you're negotiating like, oh, sure, that's cool. Yeah, let's do it. You don't stop to consider the fact that you may have gotten one extra prospect from the Padres because you added Josh Bell in. You could have probably gotten two, maybe three from the Mets. You could have gotten two or three prospects from another team that's desperate for a first baseman or for for a DH. So I, I just don't see a reason to combine the two trades. You know, but this is the same thing they did last year is they kind of yeah Trey Turner was a throw in. What? Trey Turner just is a throw in last year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's poor it's poor management on their part to just you know blow off everything else. Like you're just blowing off um what's the word I'm looking for? You're blowing off all of the potential return of another really good guy to get maybe one guy, sure, if you feel strongly about him, but I'd rather have the extra lottery ball chances with these prospects that come from spreading these deals out. This is this is Washington's philosophy, and it makes no sense. And it's like Josh Bell is a rental first baseman, free agent after this year. Like, yeah, you're not getting a lot, but the dude's having a career year. We're not going to act like he's having a bad year. He's hitting, he's flashing 301, 384, 493. I mean, come on. You're just giving, you just want the Padres to be good. And then we, we, we haven't even got into the other trade that they made. Um, and we will in a minute, but I mean, geez, just Soto and Bell on their own. Look, the Padres aren't going to catch the Dodgers to win the division this year this year but in the playoffs this year now that you have josh bell for at least this year um it's gonna be really really hard to pick against the padres at least in that first wild card round um whoever the they're gonna yeah they're gonna have to play probably I don't know. Will they have to play the the Mets or Braves? Whoever wins the NL East, they'll have to play the Mets. Oh boy, I that'll like be Mets. something. I still like the Mets. That'll be that'll be great series though. This year's playoffs is going to be unbelievable. By the way, yeah, Just- and I 100 agree. And I feel like we need to bring this up just because everyone's talking about it. I want to spend as little time as possible on it because I'm not even have my made a mind made up on this. How much different, how different do Juan Soto's stats look in San Diego now, now that he's not the one of two guys in his lineup, like in Washington, it was him and Josh Bell and that was it. You can walk him and you can feel pretty comfortable about your odds. Do things change that much for Juan Soto? going to San Diego. Yes, you're going to see more pitches, but this is still the guy with the best eye in all of baseball. Like, this is the guy who people liken to Ted Williams and his ability to get on base. And 
that level of talent. I just, I still look at him. I see him as being the best hitter on this team when we're talking about pure hitting. And when you're the best hitter, you're not really, you are the protection. You're not getting protected by anyone else. So I don't, I don't see his on-base percentage dropping that much. I don't see his walk rate. Yes, they'll drop slightly, but everyone's acting like he's going to be getting fastballs right down the middle because Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis are in there. No, he's not going to be getting fastballs right down the middle, but um, it's going to be really tough to pitch to him when there's a runner on second after Manny Machado just ripped a double and there's no outs. Um, and behind him is either Josh Bell or Jake Cronenworth or a guy we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, it's, it's going to be really tough to pitch to him. And all I'll say is it's not going to make him worse. No, but no, it won't make him worse. I just, I don't, I don't think the walk rate's going to drop as much as everybody thinks. But let's get into that other trade. Yeah, the Padres go out and get Brandon Drury from the Cincinnati Reds, uh, guy who's just been having an unbelievable year this year. Um, kind of a player that we knew could put it together. Um, at some point, he had the hitting ability, but really broke out this season with the Reds. 20 homers uh, for a 132 weighted runs created plus. And now the Padres go and get him. And just, you know, they needed a DH. They had been cycling through guys like Nomar Mazzaro, Will Myers. Why not go... Robinson Cano. I mean, it was rough there for a minute. Why not just go get Brandon Drury, who can play all around the infield, can can play really wherever you want him to, and is just a damn good hitter this year who's been who's been raking. And it, it can't hurt to go get him. He's a free agent after this year, I think, as well. These rentals, you really don't give up much for them. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's the great thing about these. And you see, I don't know why more teams don't try to go after deals like this, because they just make sense. Let's not talk about, again, I want to get back to what you kind of, you dropped in there late. Let's not talk about this guy as a DH. Let's talk about this guy and his versatility. Yes, Mm. he might slot in to be the DH just because they don't have that other great option but this is a guy who can play all through the infield he can play the outfield you've now gone you're the Padres is it fair to say you have two of the top 10 utility players in the league right now between Cronenworth and Drury this season yeah like I'm trying I'm struggling to think of many guys better than that that I would consider like legitimate utility guys. I mean, obviously like Chris Taylor, but other than that, is there anyone really that moves the DJ needle? Like no. What? Yes. DJ DJ um, Even still against Brandon Drury, I'm not sure who I take. Oh, I'm, I, take- I, I think you got to look at DJ LeMahieu's defense this year. That's that's a guy that you would be all over with for his outside. Oh, I, I, and I'm not trying to disrespect that, but I'm also looking at 
a Brandon Drury who's 30 with 20 home runs. Yeah. And no, yeah. That that makes a lot of difference. And then of course Jake Cronenworth, nothing to scoff at either. So you have a ton of flexibility there between those two guys, a righty and a lefty. Generally, you look at this team between the switch hitters, the lefties, this is probably one of the more balanced handedness teams in the league now. The one problem I have with what San Diego's done here is you've put yourself into a position where you can contend for the World Series very realistically this year. But at what cost? It feels to me a little bit like they sold the farm for this season or maybe the next two seasons. But their big prize, Juan Soto, the reason you get Juan Soto is to set yourself up for the next 10 to 12 seasons. You have a core. Maybe let's, no, maybe Machado's 30 years old. We're considering him in this conversation. For five years down the line, these guys should theoretically still all be there. Soto, Tatis, Machado. You've got these guys there. You've locked them up. At that point, we'll be past Darvish's prime, past Snell's prime, past Musgrove's prime. All of these guys, it, it, you can't keep the same roster forever. And you've now lost the entirety of the what was left of the depth of your farm system all on one deadline when you need to be playing in kind of keeping enough eggs for other baskets. Like you need to be able to play this both to win this year, but also to win in 2027 when you have Tatis and Soto on the same team. You've got a special situation and you're not treating your organization to best leverage that situation. I think I, I like the moves that they made individually but when you put them all together, they might've given up too much for their own good is I guess what I'm getting to. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I just feel like the, like, yes, getting Juan Soto is fantastic. And if you win the world series this year, which you clearly have a chance to, it, it works out and you can just forget about who you had to give up because you, because you won a world series. However, if you don't win a World Series this year and then you have to sign Juan Soto to that contract and then you're putting $90 million a year into three hitters before you've even put another player on your roster, it, it can be risky with no farm system because you gave everyone to the Nationals. You gave every single one of your good prospects, your major league ready prospects, you're but that's good. not it, though, Brandon. Th- think even bigger than this. They didn't just give everyone to the Nationals because I'd find, frankly be fine if they gave that group to the Nationals if that was all they did. They still gave up stuff to get Brandon Drury, but more so they gave up a boatload in the Josh Hader deal yesterday. Yeah. Adding those three deals together is where it dro- goes over the line for me. I mean, yeah, if you went through the full Padres weekend for what they acquired versus what they sent out, they sent out a lot of stuff, like a lot of of value. But A.J. Preller, I mean, 
AJ Preller didn't miss this uh, this season, and that's really I think what mattered to him. But LJ, also, how many big moves do the Padres have to make until you know something happens? They get Snell and Darvish last year. We're, we're going crazy. We're saying, oh, this has got to be it. Then at the trade deadline, they are unable to get uh, Max Scherzer, but they go out and they get um, – who they get? They got Adam Frazier. They were still in it when they were making those trades. Then uh, during the offseason, they're able to pick up Luke Voigt. Um, they trade for Sean Manaya before the season. Now they have to go get Hayter and Soto and all these guys. Just feels like they've been constantly making these big moves. Um, and, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the cherry on the top. This is what puts them over the edge. But, I mean, wow. Padres, like you said, this is this might be one of the riskiest approaches we've seen in recent sports history. And you have to make it riskier. As, as far as I, I'm concerned, if I'm the Padres, there's no stopping at this point. You need to keep making as big of moves as you can until you win this World Series because the ideal path for a team that has superstars is the Dodgers approach, which is stack your team up and then sit there and be patient. Continue to add, but don't go too crazy. And just bide your time, and eventually that World Series will come. That's just the statistics, the statistical probability of baseball when you're that good. The difference between the Dodgers, who were able to do that successfully, and the Padres is the fact that even after the Dodgers created this ridiculous superstar lineup that they've had for the last like six years, they still had a crazy good farm system behind them to support future additions and to also come up and contribute to this te the team the Padres no longer have that they can't sit and wait till four years down the line because four years down the line this team's going to have to look a little different than it does right now and they don't have the assets to support that so they need to keep making big moves if they don't win this year in the next two years or else it's all going to be a waste LJ, let's wrap up our trade deadline special with the Los Angeles Dodgers and the few moves they made. Um, we talked about they traded for Chris Martin yesterday. Um, they shipped Mitch White to the Blue Jays. I saw that. Um, and their biggest move was trading for Joey Gallo. Um Look, as much as LJ and I love James Outman and he had a homer in his first career Dodgers or in his first career MLB game with the Dodgers the other day. Love to see that. Um, I don't know if that's who you want at, uh, coming off the bench for you in the playoffs if you're the Dodgers. So they go out, they trade for Joey Gallo from the Yankees. Um, not only did our friend Aiden say it in our fantasy football group chat, but I've seen it a million times on Twitter. Joey Gallo's going to hit some clutch ass game six home run at Yankee Stadium um, to send it to game seven. It's just going to happen. Um, 
Yeah. So when Joey Gallo with the Dodgers hits a clutch homer in the World Series versus the Yankees, um, you'll know how I feel. Yeah, it's just, again, that was the first thing I thought of, too, because it's going to happen. This guy also, you can, we talked about it yesterday. He desperately wanted to do well for the Yankees. And he had the worst, now I guess it's a full year, the worst 365 days of his entire career was spent as a New York Yankee. And a lot of that comes with the media and the pressure there. All of a sudden, now he's got a new chance, a new start in a much friendly, more friendly media city and much more friendly fan city where he's in an organization that's going to be able to support him and find the best ways to leverage him. He can be very successful with this Dodgers team. And would it, would it shock me if he got hot again as in L.A.? No, it would not because the pressure's off of him. Would it shock me if he ended up having some crazy postseason? No, it wouldn't because this guy just, when he gets hot, he's unstoppable. It just, there was nothing else they could do. Other, other than trade him to a non-contender, there was nothing else the Yankees could do. It was either trade him or DFA him, and you're not going to DFA him and let him go for free. And the fact that the Dodgers gave us their number 13 prospect, um, this triple-A, or actually he might be a double-A pitcher, and you look first look, LJ and I was like, damn, he's got a 5 ERA. Then I saw his strikeout rate. He strikes out damn near 40% of the batters he faces as a starting pitcher. Um, He just has no control. So I was just thinking, I was like, wow, like we clearly like something and clearly he's got something. He's got some stuff Um, just about whether or not we can get his control. But if you're telling me that we had to give up half a season for Joey Gallo for, uh, for that, I will, I will take that. But um, looks like the Dodgers are the first among many people among MLB Twitter to change their profile picture to Vince to a black screen that says Vin with a microphone to honor Vin Scully. Um, very nice. But LJ, besides that, your thoughts on Joey Gallo, if you have any more and yeah. Anything else about, about the trade it. deadline? Thank you for listening to everything on our trade deadline. I think this was a this was a fun year, better year than even last year, which had quite a few guys move. This was one of the most exciting trade deadlines ever, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of right now. We'll definitely be able to talk about the guys who didn't move a little more um, in the coming days, as well as the bigger trends. We can also get back to talking about things that are going on. Brandon, Aaron Judge has like 11 homers in his last 13 games. Oh, it's on. And we've talked about trades over that every single time. How many more does he have to hit for us to talk about? He's got like, it's crazy, 43, I think, total now. And it's only August 3rd. And Jacob DeGrom debuted tonight, and we did three parts, not even talking about it. And I watched his whole start. Something must be wrong here. Oh, that's right. It's the trade deadline. We're all screwed up in the head after this. Now, how long is it going to take me until I 
say someone's name and mention him being on the wrong team. Uh, I'll give myself a day. Um, already happened. Time. I mean, that. Never mind. I lost the joke. Forget it. It's too, it's too uh, well, late, people. I, I'm I'm gone at this point. Thank you for listening. Check us out: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. We'll see you. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.